Hi everyone, I'm Emily. I'm the Regional Manager for Sub-Saharan Africa. Hi everyone, my name is Ron Peter and I'm the International Officer for the Sub-Saharan Region. Hi everyone, I'm Blessing. I'm the Country Manager for the University of Aberdeen and I'm based in Nigeria. Welcome to our University of Aberdeen West Africa podcast series. We're going to talk about lots of relevant and interesting topics which we hope you find useful. Join us for this week's episode. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the West African Podcast. Today we are delighted to be joined by Latif, who is our Senior Lecturer in Petroleum Engineering at the University. Welcome Latif. Thank you very much, Emily. Nice to be here. Hi Latif, um, thank you for joining us today. And my first question would be um, that you should kindly describe your journey traveling from Nigeria as an an African to the UK and what was your purpose for traveling to the UK as well? Could you just let us know? Thank Thank you you very much. Thank you very much, Blessing. Um, I moved from Lagos uh, to United Kingdom basically uh, around 2006 to start off a PhD in petroleum engineering at Imperial College. And when I finished, uh, I moved to the Middle East. And after working in the Middle East for a little while, I decided to come back to, to the United Kingdom. So mainly because you know I, I found UK more homely and uh, um, with lots of uh, opportunities that aligned with my career prospects. And having worked a little bit in, the, in England uh, for a little while, particularly specifically now in uh, Salford, uh, United Kingdom, I decided to move up north, uh, down up to Aberdeen, Scotland. And as you know, Aberdeen is the energy capital of, uh, of Europe. Uh, not only in terms of uh, petroleum, oil and gas, but also in terms of other sources of, of energy. So, and uh, I've been in Aberdeen now for close to eight years, and I would say, you know, it's more or less my home, and um, I've really enjoyed my stay here, and that's basically my journey to, to UK, settling now in Aberdeen. Thanks. Bless you. Okay, so to confirm, do you just teach petroleum engineering or you touch on other arms of engineering as well? Yeah, my uh, core area of uh, teaching has been in uh, petroleum engineering. Uh, I do contribute to other areas within the School of Engineering, but petroleum is my core focus area. So taking you a bit back to your journey, what was your first impression You know, when you arrived to UK? I want to believe that maybe before you embarked on that journey, you had not visited the UK before, or you could correct us here, but um, what was that impression when you got in there? Do you think that it was a friendly place, people were friendly, and you were, it was easy for you to settle in? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting bit. Uh, it was a completely uh, different environment to where I was coming from. Uh, it was not just... Uh, friendly, but I will also say that uh, it was more or less uh, homely. Uh, People were so nice, friendly, and welcoming, always willing to assist, and 
uh, I found myself settling in very well. Um, of course, I had to uh, quickly adjust myself to the weather because I was uh, coming from uh, Lagos, uh, a temperature of more than 35, 36, uh, suddenly coming down to sub-zero uh, at times. So that was a bit of a challenge. But uh, with time, I, I, uh, I acclimatized and I adjusted myself. And um, yeah, it was really great to uh, finally settle in the UK. All right, that's, that's great to hear. All right, Ron, Emily, do we have any questions? We can continue. Yeah, I would like to know, um, obviously you've been in the UK for quite some time and you've traveled elsewhere in the world to work. What is it about the UK that you enjoy the most? And do you like um, the work ethic and the way in which we do things here? Absolutely, yeah. I would say that um, as you and most people are aware, uh, UK um, is a place where you, there's, there's rule of, uh, you, know, you just have to play by the rules of, 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 of the game. So um, this is one thing that is unique. So if you want to stay in the UK, you want to study or you want to visit, you have to bear in mind that uh, everything is by the rule and you have to follow the rule. So that is one area that I would normally like to flag. So if you're moving from other countries to the United Kingdom, uh, be aware that you have to play by the rules. That's number one. Then number two, um, people are so nice. I know, I've, I've worked <laughs> with so many people. <laughs> Glad to hear Yeah, them. people are really nice and uh, very always uh, willing to help and support. And uh, that really makes um, the whole environment really welcoming and uh, uh, I would say the best that I've experienced uh, to stay and work. I'm really glad to hear that. And this podcast is aimed mostly at West African students, even although we may have some other listeners, which is wonderful. But can you please tell us about your experience of the West African community in Aberdeen? Yes. Uh, so uh, since I moved to Aberdeen, I, uh, uh, around 2014, 2015, I was actually a member of Aberdeen Nigerian Research Group. Uh, and uh, come 2016, I was actually the chair of that uh, group. And I can say that um, the group is uh, very active in welcoming, um, you know, people of uh, Nigerian descent and uh, not only from Nigeria, from other African countries who may not really have friends to, uh, to uh, mingle with when they arrive. Uh, for Nigerians in, in particular, uh, the, we have quite a number of um, Nigerian students uh, who, who are studying not only in petroleum engineering or other courses in engineering, but also in other disciplines like law, like economics and, and other um, areas. And um, it's, it's actually a platform for people to settle in very well and and see people that uh, they know and interact with and ask questions that may be uh, necessary for them in getting themselves uh, settled in. So apart from joining that group, uh, I'm also also involved in you know representing 
um, Nigerians and also other West African uh, students in uh, most of uh, other conferences that I attend, meetings, telling them more about our courses and how they may you know, join the university and settle in very well. And this is inclusive of activities in other places, even in Lagos or when I'm in visiting Abuja and talking to students about, about uh, the University of Aberdeen. Super, thank you. My pleasure. So um, let's see if as a teaching staff, I'd like to also know, aside from classroom teaching, what form of support mm -hmm. do you provide to students who are in um, the School of Engineering? Yeah, apart from teaching, uh, there is quite a lot of other uh, things that, um, or activities. Uh, so when students are in different um, situations, we have a central admin support team um, residing in the hub, university hub. Uh, so this is where most students will normally be directed to if they have personal issues or any other things that uh, may be required for them to support their, uh, their stay in Aberdeen. And uh, so the sort of um, support may be from, you know, working-wise in the UK, what you need to know about it, uh, uh, if you need some uh, financial support, you know, where to get that sort of support from, health uh, issues, and all the other personal issues like family, you know, students with family, and how they can uh, enroll their children in school, and all of that sort of uh, things like that as things that students would normally come forward uh, to us uh, seeking for help and, and, and guidance on. And we will normally direct them as uh, appropriate. So we have quite a list of all of these sort of issues and um, we will always be glad to point students in the right direction. That sounds great, thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Obviously, one of the big things that students ask all of us is what are my employment opportunities going to be like after I finish my degree? So can you maybe give some advice to students who are really looking to get into a professional workplace after they finish, particularly in the School of Engineering? And also if your school has industry links and how you kind of um, link students into those. Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, two things in there, uh, employ employment opportunities, wise in the UK, and um, also our links with the industry. So I'll start from the second one. So as you are aware, uh, Aberdeen being the capital, energy capital of Europe, uh, means that we have direct access to so many local companies. Um, most of the companies would normally have their uh, offices in, in, in Aberdeen. That's the oil and gas companies mainly. And um, we normally have um, access to most of these companies by way of bringing, taking students on field trip, visiting them, uh, asking them for support on projects, collaborating with them, coming to the uni to present. And this all brings students very close to the industry as much as uh, possible. 
uh, also students develop uh, links and uh, interactive uh, uh, follow-up sessions with most of these companies uh, or their representative. In some cases, they, they do offer our students uh, projects that they supervise directly or co-supervise indirectly. So all these opportunities are, are there. Uh, in some cases, students go to the company premises, you know, um, asking for technical support, uh, facility usage, and all of that things. So this means that you know students in Aberdeen ha have unique opportunity as opposed to students in any other places in the UK or outside of the UK. Now, in terms of employment opportunity, uh, I would rather say that uh, because we uh, the there is um, uh, students come to the UK with a student visa, which may not necessarily allow them to work uh, immediately uh, after they finish uh, their studies. But uh, in some instances, um, some multinational oil companies may find some of our students suitable for employment uh, without necessarily having to stay in the UK. They may be deployed to their country of uh, uh, origin or to other places around the globe. So uh, most of the companies are international. So they will be looking for international opportunities anyway. So when they are here, uh, they have the opportunity to explore job and look for appropriate uh, opportunities that is suitable to them. Uh, they may not necessarily find one that will make them to stay in the UK uh, due to um, a number of uh, challenges, uh, including visa, post-study work, uh, visa and all that. But that doesn't limit their chances of uh, applying for job that may take them outside of the UK. And then I think if I'm right, I'm aware that uh, there is now post-study uh, visa now for our students that will allow them to stay for a couple of years to explore further opportunities. So that is also uh, a, a new and very good development for, for them. So I would say, yeah, it's all looking bright for, for our students. That's great, Latif. And I also just want to reiterate that we do now have that graduate immigration route visa, which allows students to stay for two years after graduation to gain employment and work in the UK. And this really is an invaluable opportunity for students um, to try and get into, for example, the oil and gas field in Aberdeen, yeah. because we're the experts after all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hi Latif, in your view as an academy staff, what makes University of Aberdeen unique for our international students? Yeah, in terms of academics, uh, uh, for instance, I can tell you in 2017, our petroleum engineering program uh, comes uh, second in the whole world uh, in terms of um, uh, ranking based on academic performance. Uh, and then, uh, if you go into Times uh, um, uh, Academic Review, you will see University of Aberdeen and even our School of Engineering is coming top in the list. Uh, even within UK, uh, the School of Engineering is uh, is in the on the top performing universities. 
so I would say that we have that unique expertise, both in terms of uh, technical delivery and uh, practical uh, exposure uh, for students. And not only that, we also have industry experts, and that's the unique side of our colleagues here. So we do not only teach them the theoretical aspects, we also complement those theoretical aspects with practical knowledge that, that is required. So students can graduate and hit the ground start, and start running, uh, as the case may be. So I think this is uh, a very unique uh, uh, opportunity that students can exploit while they are in the, in the School of Engineering, University of Aberdeen. This really is an invaluable point um, about our academics having industry experience and Latif is one of those. He's not playing himself up Absolutely. high enough as he should, um, but he has lots of industry experience. And so being a student and being in his classroom learning from Latif really is awesome um, and can open many doors into different things for you. Thank you, Emily. Absolutely. Thank you. So uh, my question would be for new students who have just arrived at the university and are struggling to cope with the different learning practices as opposed to what is applicable in Nigeria you know, or in Ghana. What would be your advice for them so they can settle in you know, and just kick off with good grades from the very start? Yeah, I would advise you to come out, uh, tell us, talk to us, don't feel shy, uh, do not hesitate. Uh, we've, we do have quite a number of students in such situation. Uh, during the induction week, these are some of the things we normally tell them. Uh, if you think that uh, anything is bothering you or you're not settling in very well, just talk to your program coordinator. Um, he will normally arrange a meeting and put you in the, in the right direction. That's helpful to know. Thank you. You're welcome. Can Thank you me. tell us about the different modes of teaching, Latif, um, and if students get access to certain laboratories or equipment, um, and if we have any special things other universities don't have? Absolutely. So, um, so in, in terms of the mode of teaching, uh, we do run, particularly on our MSc programmes, we have uh, online delivery and we also have campus uh, for delivery. So for the online student can join us from anywhere around the world. Uh, they will be taught in exactly the same way as students on campus, except that they do not have uh, direct uh, access to visit the lab or do have a face-to-face -face, uh, uh, classroom uh, teaching experience as the campus students. Uh, but apart from that, uh, when you are, if you are a campus-based student, you have access to state-of-the-art facilities in teaching. In our labs, we have uh, um, a number of labs in electrical, in mechanical, we have petroleum engineering lab, uh, we have workshop where we fabricate some of our equipment, um, and PhD students, they can design their equipment, fabricate it, and use those things as part of their research. Uh, and not only that, uh, we also have uh, a number of software packages that students would normally have to use as they finish their studies uh, in, in, in the university. So uh, all the software that uh, any student can think of, 
in the oil and gas or petroleum industry is available um, in the university uh, repository uh, or, or teaching environment. So they will normally find all of these applications uh, for within their disposal. So this is a unique uh, opportunity for, for students to exploit. And not only that, uh, so we, the complement teaching, which is a practical base and theoretical base with uh, field um, uh, visit, facility visits for companies that are within the locality of, um, of Aberdeen area or North Sea uh, region, I should say. So, so they also have that access to, to, to them. So that's, uh, that's, great. Yeah, that's a number of uh, things for students to benefit from. Definitely, and I, I'm aware that there's also an engineering society and it's very active. Um, yes. They are also very competitive. Can you tell us about um, the things that they do yearly, which is super interesting? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So um, we have a number of engineering bodies uh, and students, when they are here, depending on the background, if they are coming on MSc or if they are coming on bachelor's, their areas of uh, interest. So a student on a mechanical engineering program can join um, IMECI, which is an institution of mechanical engineers. Uh, those doing electrical, they can join EEE, uh, Electrical Electronic Engineering Society. They can join Petroleum Engineering uh, Society, that's SPE, Society of Petroleum Engineers. Uh, they can also join a number of other uh, engineering bodies. But the good thing here is that um, they have, uh, you have access to most of the industry practitioners. So once you're here, you can join and register as a member. It's free for students. And you can also attend meetings on a weekly basis or uh, monthly basis, as the case may be. We also have Energy Institute. So I'm currently the focal point for Energy Institute. So the Energy Institute is the awarding body for um, most of our engineering programs. And the institute or institution is under the Engineering Council uh, United Kingdom, which is the overall body that, um, that uh, oversees all awarding institution programs in the United Kingdom. So that means uh, students that are here they will be uh, studying programs that are fully accredited. And not only that, they also have access to the main industry uh, practitioners within the field. So, so it's usually bustling and um, students who have quite a lot of uh, activities to participate in during the term time uh, as, it regards, as regards to the engineering uh, institution programs. Great, what wonderful opportunities. And one last question yes. that I'm going to um, get in is, does the, the university, I'm, I'm right in saying, has an engineering society? Do they, am I right in saying that they build like a sand buggy or something every year that they race or something? Yes, they do, yeah. So our students, they have uh, a number of activities depending on their societies. So um, there is the um, activities involving 
design of um, uh, racing car racing um, um, uh, 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 I, I should say activities so they designed the car they uh, fabricate it in our workshop and then they present it as part of a competition in um, in an event where in some instances they come up as winners in some instances in runner runner runners up so this means that um, so uh, students take a lot of um, of um, joy in being part of this sort of competitive uh, society that design uh, car racing um, uh, uh, equipment with, that will allow them to compete uh, effectively. And not only that, there are also other uh, engineering disciplines like uh, mechanical engineers, civil engineers, uh, petroleum engineers, so where they will, be, they will have the opportunity to design a rig and present the rig to some of our sponsors to assess and give them some feedback. So the opportunities are there for our prospective students as well as uh, uh, current uh, enrolled students. That sounds awesome. Ron, do you have any questions? I think from an academic point of view, Latif covered everything. Uh, so any questions from you, Blessing? Great. Blessing? I have one last one okay, last go for question. It, um, you've you've lived in the city of Aberdeen for some years yeah. now, and I'd like to believe that you've enjoyed living in Aberdeen. You said that it's become a home to you. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, what are some of the activities you enjoy doing? You know, so far aside teaching, what are the places you love to visit? You know, so so that prospective students would want to also have that idea of okay, aside from being in the classroom, I can get to explore the city or the cities close by. So what are those things? You well, for, yes, uh, for, for students, I would say that there's quite a lot to explore in Aberdeen, actually. Uh, uh, the students have, uh, apart from the societies within the, the school, there's also the uh, university-wide society that uh, students participate in. Uh, there's the uh, students' union. Uh, they do have a lot of activities for students. Uh, but in terms of what to explore, uh, so if you it depends. If you are a sports person, uh, there is endless uh, opportunities for you to 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 uh, participate in sports activities. We have the sports village, which is just uh, across the road, the university road, where students can go there to uh, swim. If you are a swimmer, you can play football. Uh, you can do sprinting, you can do quite a lot of things, actually. And if you like jogging, uh, you can jog. There's a very nice uh, topographical uh, regions within Aberdeen where you can go hiking up the hill. You can jog around the city and then you can uh, um, also walk. You can take a walk around the, the city. And if you like to stay by the beach area, so, so you can go around to the, uh, the beach uh, area in Aberdeen, you know, particularly in the summer. You can have a very nice time there uh, with ice cream and uh, relax yourself after studying a long day or a long week. 
so take a break and enjoy yourself. There are also places to, to visit, to eat good food. So when it comes to good food, I can say that uh, so many restaurants in Aberdeen that uh, you can have a very nice uh, meal. And apart from that, there are some other areas that you may wish to visit in Aberdeen and suburb, uh, you know, from uh, West Hill to, you know, areas around um, uh, Balmoral Castle, uh, so many castles within, uh, uh, within Aberdeen, and a few other places that you may wish to, to explore. So I would say, yeah, it's, uh, it's really nice, uh, very nice city. And when it's uh, the summer, it's sunny, bright, and shiny, just as uh, you can see today. Uh, and the rest, but when it's cold, you also have to be prepared for it. So because when it's cold, it's usually very cold. So that's it about Aberdeen. Uh, any other thing uh, that you may wish to know, happy to tell you more. I have one last question to round today's session off, Latif. Yeah. And you mentioned yeah. that you've eaten out at lots of nice restaurants, but I want to know if you've mastered the art of making Scottish jollof rice yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting one. Yes, I think I, I, do, I can now do that now. Uh, um, the jollof rice, for, if you are from Lagos or Nigeria, or you are from Ghana, you have different... Uh, uh, taste of jollof rice uh, but if you want to amend uh, that uh, Lagos or Nigerian uh, flavor or, or Ghanaian flavor of the jollof rice uh, then you'll be talking about the Aberdeen style of jollof rice uh, which uh, I can now tell you that yes I can I can do that so the next time you you are visiting me in the office or elsewhere so uh, I wouldn't mind uh, bringing just a bowl. Of, oh, that uh, sounds great. Nice jollof rice. <laughs> Who knew that taste? doing a podcast today would get me some <laughs> jollof rice? I'll need to do more of these more often. Indeed. <laughs> so when did you when? Sorry, just uh, when did you come up with the Scottish jollof rice? <laughs> this is a new one. <laughs> <laughs> it is completely new. Wow. I need to prepare one and uh, give it to you before you can. Uh, <laughs> Can't tell the, the difference of the taste. Oh, okay. Does That's it mean that you've put haggis in it, Latif? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't let us say it for now, Emily. <laughs> I look forward to tasting it one day soon. When, when, yeah, when I serve you, then uh, you can uh, guess what's in there and uh, how special it is. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, guys, thank you so much for today's podcast, Latif. We have thoroughly enjoyed having yeah. you on this episode. And as always, for any people listening, if they wish to ask more questions, please just get in touch with us um, and we'll be more than happy to help. Thanks, Latif. Thanks, Latif, for your time and see you, everyone, in our next episode. Thank you, Latif. My pleasure. Thanks very much, Emily. Thanks, Blessing. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Ron. So, thank you. See you soon.